Good morning, church. This is the fifth Sunday of Lent. Gosh, next Sunday is Palm Sunday. We are heading right into the Easter season and much, much celebration that will be done around the world. Clearly, if you are hearing this message, you are unable to to uh, join us for our 11 a.m. worship. So, grab your cup of coffee, maybe a glass of sweet tea, and settle in and let's let's hear God's word and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to each of us this morning. So, this morning's scripture is found in Jeremiah 31, verses 31 through 34. I'll give you just a second to flip to your uh, flip through your Bible to Jeremiah 31 or maybe open your Bible app. But it's Jeremiah 31, beginning in verse 31. So Jeremiah 31. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. A covenant that they broke. Though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is a covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them. I will write, I will write it on their hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord. For they shall all know me. For the least of them to the greatest says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquities and remember their sin no more. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I pray that every ear that hears the word of God will be given a new sense of everything that's going on around us with new clarity and new discernment. So let's jump into the Word. You know, we begin the Lent season by being marked. It's not a tattoo, and it's not with a permanent marker. We receive a mark that represents our faith. It represents both our sin, our uh, sinfulness, and our mortality. And it also represents our confidence in the one who brings us hope. That mark is the ashes that we receive on Ash Wednesday of each year on our foreheads. And we walk around and we see people with their ashes. And we know that they have been before the Lord on that day. What if there was a mark that represented our desire to to be shaped by the laws of love that Jeremiah speaks of? I think it would be, it would have to be like a huge mark in order to say fully, we know the Lord, or we are God's children. 
You know, it doesn't have to be a, a symbol like some of them we see. You know, you see the people that have the the Chinese symbols or, or oriental symbols tattooed on them, and they say, oh, it means strength, or it means endurance, or it means faith. I've always feared getting one of those symbols tattooed on me because I, I would be afraid that my symbol would say something like ramen noodle or dirty dishes or something like that. But it would be a mark from the Lord that reminds us that our walk through this life must be done in a manner that is pleasing to the Lord. To remind us who we are because of whose we are. You see, this mark is not something necessarily for the world to see on us. It's for us to be reminded who we are because of the Lord God. It's to remind us how to act according to God's will. And not always what is popular to the world. So Jeremiah was a prophet. You know, I almost had a slip there and said, Jeremiah the bullfrog. Sorry, little squirrel there moment. Yes, according to the song, he was. But in scripture, we are talking about the biblical prophet, Jeremiah, who was telling the people all these things that was to come. And he didn't always have good news. It, it was pretty, uh, pretty harsh. You know, at this time, at this point in scripture, uh, Babylon had already... Um, happened some say that was the greatest kingdom they'd ever seen they they were taken captive in Jerusalem Jeremiah was telling them about the, the disasters but why did the disaster happen it was because of their hearts they had been hardened and turned from the Lord the people were running after things that would feed their flesh thorns. They were messing up their own lives. No one had to make them trip. They were tripping over their own flesh thorns. You know, people say that we can't relate to Scripture. Is this not exactly what we're seeing going on in the world around us? And I'm including me, us, in that world too. I mean, this is exactly why we need a Redeemer. Glory to God for not giving up on us. But here's the interesting thing. In the middle of all the disaster and the warnings that Jeremiah has given to Israel, he's giving them a message of hope. Jeremiah is not just gloom and doom. He is speaking truth, but he is giving them a message of hope. You know, we can't walk out into the streets and point out all the sins of everybody around us while throwing hellfire and brimstone and, and acting like we're the ultimate judge. Jesus tells us to speak truth in love. In other words, share the message of hope to a world where so many feel hopeless. This is exactly what we're going through. This is exactly what we are going to start doing when we begin our Saturday morning breakfasts. They're, they're going to be at Subway on Saturday starting after Easter. We're going to have time of fellowship. We're going to be out in the community. We're going to speak truth and love. The whole point of that breakfast is to 
hopefully plant seeds where someone hears a conversation of hope and redemption and love. Jesus is not meant to keep in a box for ourselves. He's not meant to keep within the church walls. He didn't stay in the synagogues. We're to share the message of hope. Jeremiah is saying to Israel, where is your faith? Jeremiah is rebuking Israel, but he's speaking truth in love. He goes on to tell them that the Lord is with you, and the Lord is with you to save. Even in the middle of the disaster, even in the middle of everything that's going wrong, even in the middle of chaos and storms, God is with you and I. So let me ask you this. If we mess up, if we cause a storm in our own lives because of our own actions, what is God's heart for us? God's heart is to restore us, rebuild us, and redeem us. It's like a parent that sees a child running down the road. A little toddler, and they fall. Well, the parent runs over there, picks them up, brushes them off, says, okay, let's go again, but let's do this differently. God wants us to do it differently. He wants us to live differently. And if we do not understand God's heart, His mercy, His grace, His forgiveness, then we are basically spiritually shipwrecked due to our own lack of faith and hope. You'll make decisions and I'll make decisions based on what we think would make God happy instead of allowing God to pour out his heart into our lives and teach us right and wrong through discernment and clarity. Once we understand God's heart, we will live our lives in obedience to his will. We will humble our hearts to God's will. We do not need to do this because we want his blessings. We're not doing it with a motive of, I'm going to do this so God can give me a house. We're not spoiled children. You know, the kids, you, and, and you're like me, you've been that parent. As you're going in the store, you tell the kids, don't ask for anything. We're not buying anything. This is all we're doing. We're not even going to the toy aisle. That's spoiled. We are not spoiled kingdom children. We cannot say, yes, God, we love you with the motive of, okay, I said I love you, now you have to give me something. That's not what's happening here. God wants to love us. God wants to be in relationship with us. This is where the world gets confused. They start bashing religion when God doesn't bless them. Or God doesn't show up the way they think he needs to. They start talking about the hypocrites of the church. They start pointing out all the church folks who are pointing back at them. God, hope, and redemption is not about religion. It's about a relationship. It's about fellowship. We are to spend time in the presence of God. Have conversations with him. He did not create us to be robots. He created us to be in communion with Him. But we cannot forget 
that we are to tell the hurting world about the hope message. So with God brings hope, brings redemption. For us, that's a new heart. God creates a new heart in us. And it's a new start. Gone is the old. Psalms 23.6 says, Yes, goodness and faithful love will pursue me all of my days of my life. And I will live in the Lord's house as long as I live. Church, are we living in the Lord's presence on earth so we can live in the Lord's house for eternity? My question to you this morning, are we sharing the message of hope to this world? Not just through our, our words, but through our walk. <clears throat> are we truly living according to God's will? has nothing to do with our words, has nothing to do with, re with religion. Our actions speak volumes to our relationship with God to the world around us. As we go through this Lent season and we head into Easter, please know I am, I am praying for each of you. And as we wrap up today's message, Let's lift our hearts to the Lord in prayer through saying the, the Lord's Prayer. <clears throat> our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, mm -hmm. as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We would love to have you come and worship with us. Sunday school is at 10 a.m. at Ebenezer United Methodist Church. And worship starts at 11 a.m. We would absolutely love to have you join us. But until next time, speak life, be a blessing. Put your faith feet into action to cause a positive ripple effect. Much agape, everybody.